it is good to find dolls to find dudes i'm gonna just um definitely stay in musing mode but i mentioned that last night um i ended up listening to this uh new content creator she has about a thousand subscribers and she was saying some things that had me clutching my pearls like girl i think she's right though um and listening to her you know this is me the next day the next morning just kind of getting some things um some of the easier content that i i know i can work with um off my chest in a sense but you'll probably see it in the title but i think one thing that she talked about well, well it kind of goes in a series so she was kind of sharing her distinction between divesters and swirlers and um i was looking at that juxtaposed to my experience as somebody coming out of a relationship going through the healing process and being single and she has some interesting perspectives on that I will try to unpack that in future podcasts. But one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about was she said, you know, a lot of these dating coaching channels, um, it's people that have a bad dating experience um, projecting it onto other people. And so I'm not going to 100% say I agree or disagree. I think it gives me another checkpoint when I start listening to people to determine, you know, is is this person projecting their experiences onto the collective? Um, my podcasts are about me documenting my journey, my thought process, and my goal is to show growth and evolution and ascension um, and, and fascination with, with, with topics as they come up. How do I engage with them? Um, I think that one thing I can check my content on moving forward is, am I projecting my experiences with the guys I've dated onto the collective? Um, I think that the numbers are there. I think that the stats are there. I think that there's um, obviously a good amount of percentage of women who have experienced the same things that I have. So it's not that... Um, I'm undermining my experience and by all means, definitely not undermining the experiences of other women. Um, I think that in uh, in our culture, it could be a little bit different. I think that, and this is a younger person, I think that, um, I think that it's nice to have that kind of hope, I think, um, or innocence. Uh, one of my favorite... Uh, psychologist Upton Sinclair, he said two of the most um, valuable things that a person will have is their innocence, I think, and the other one was like happiness or or um, or trust, right? The ability to trust and innocence, and I think that um, could some of us be jaded. Mm. You know, she said that, you know, her thing is you continue to date, right? Even if you have bad experiences, she considers herself to be a divester, which means she just doesn't date black men, period. But she continues to date white men, right? Um, and or out because I think she has like she just does not date black men, period. So she'll date like Caucasian, um, Hispanic. I haven't heard her talk about Asian, right? 
Um, but one of the, the other kind of things that kind of gets looped into this is, and I've been wanting to address it, is um, the idea of just serial dating, you know. Um, in my opinion, I never saw myself having to go on like multiple dates and having to engage with multiple people and um, dating becoming a, 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 a way of life, like a lifestyle. And, and part of what, you know, I was just listening to, um, I think it was a Tisa Tells was talking about um, Kim Kardashian and her dating, you know, her dating and saying that she's out on the market again. She's gotten out of a relationship with Pete. And this is a woman that, you know, it's like she's just going from this is her third husband. She's divorced. And um, there was another thing, too. There was, you know, this whole idea of her being on the magazine cover for being the most eligible bachelorette and you know, just always about who are you going to date next? And I think that that's what the culture has been. That's what, you know, and so you hear that type of language kind of like, well, you know, yes, that person broke your heart, but there's still good people out there and you should still go out and try to think about who you're attracting. And, you know, there's, there's something with you that, that, um, while you're attracting those experiences, but if you date out, then it'll be better. And, um, and why are you, you know, attracting those type of different people, even if you are dating out and why are you getting poor experiences? And to me, it's like, I think that, um, I kind of mentioned it towards the end of the last podcast was I, I'm happy right now. I really am happy with being single. I knew when I was going through it, for those of you who have been listening, you know, and part of my tribe you've been listening to the growth you've been hearing the sadness and the grief to now I have joy in my voice and I have my you know little quirks here and there but if you listen to my older content you could hear the sadness you could hear the depression and you can hear like even a year and a half going into it I started to have a little bit more joy in my voice and a little bit more optimism and now I'm at a point where it's like you know short of me just taking an off day today I'm in the gym and going to the spa I'm going you know, enjoying life and um, really happy and at peace and content and serene. And um, sometimes I notice that there will be kind of bashing of even from other women that um, that 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 it's viewed as negatively. And it's like, can we just have a percentage of us who just don't want to date? I think that men are men across the board. Another thing I wanted to kind of address too. Oh gosh, I don't know what that is. Um this one bothered me cuz I I've heard some people say that you know, oh, women think that if they just close their legs to men that it's going to bring the femicide rates down and I think that's a dumb assertion in every sense of the word dumb meaning just it doesn't make sense because I think that there's two um, aspects to it I think that we have femicide black femicide rates um, because 
in part because some of us invite that energy in, right? We decide we want to date this person or we want to be in a relationship with them. A lot of, you know, in some instances, it's, you know, I've even heard of older couples where, you know, like an older woman, she decided to divorce her husband. That was just earlier this year and he wasn't having it. This is way before we started to have conversations online and you know, she would have been married a good 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So those conversations that we're having now weren't relevant. And so she's moving on with her life and he still decides to toe tag her. So my, in my opinion, I don't see, and this is me, right? So even though Scorpio is going to be like sexual, whatever, um, I'm more conservative. So to me, I don't see the purpose of just having sex with someone. I like the idea of having sex with my husband, right? And or it would have been my boyfriend with the intent of getting married, right? And so to me, if I'm not planning to get into another long-term companionship relationship, you know, I don't see the point of me having sex with, with someone, right? So I'm not going to be inviting that energy in to to go on a date and and subject myself to possibly being toe tagged because I decided to end things with someone and you know w- with a boyfriend and or I'm I'm not married right so I think that's one component of it but I am keenly aware that there are men out black men out there who will kill black women because they want their Rolex because they want their car because they want their wallet because they're you know in the midst of an assault or just outright assault like if you just turn down their you know turn down their advances they can toe tag you it can be just um demonic forces just toe tag you for no reason you know um and even in the black community just you hear a lot of five-year-olds three-year-olds one-year-olds seven 11 year olds getting caught in the crossfire and getting killed so i understand that you know um me and or other women deciding just to not sleep with black men period is not going to decrease the femicide rates it just it's just minimizing or mitigating you know is it possible that you won't hear from me anymore because i will more likely to be toe tagged by a black male out there yes but It's not going to be from me, you know, deciding to go on a date with with Tyrone and then, you know, and I've already, it's kind of, I can already see how some of this stuff would happen too, because it's like, I already talked about how, um, in my older podcast, what I would do if a guy asks me what I bring to the table, like at that point, I'm asking for the check. I'm out. I'm not interested anymore. And then the way that most of them are it would just set them off and by the time i go to my car toe tag like i'm not inviting that energy into me i don't some some women i think are a little bit you know weaker looser Eh, don't come for me right and and they want the sexual gratification and they're willing to take that risk and you invite that energy in and some of you might say well i don't even want a relationship but you're inviting that energy in but I don't think that it negates, you know, that you can get toe tagged from another another realm. I just think that if, let's say, 51% of the femicide rates are from a significant other or insignificant other, 
you know, um, and then the other 49% are from, you know, random, just part of the culture. If if I can reduce that 51%, then that's how I view it. Well, that's one part of it. But me, I don't see the, the need of me having sex with someone. Some people do have sexual urges, right? And another thing I wanted to address too was the idea that if we choose not to have sex period we are contributing to genocide but i feel like that's almost the equivalent of when um black men were saying like and or black women i think more black women were the ones that were saying this that's like if you who's gonna have you know black children what's gonna happen to our race i feel like at this point we're already a minority in terms of population and i don't feel like i should have to mule my body and or my life to further something i think that i think that growing up it was just you know you marry a black guy and you have black kids but it wasn't to me like i'm furthering the race it was just a byproduct of me marrying a a black man whereas i think that some women intentionally you know view it as more as a contribution to black society where it's kind of like well i have to have black children because we're a small percentage and you feel obligated to do that and so that was one criticism but I think it's interesting when you say you know um if you if you stop having sex period you're contributing to genocide at this point I don't give a flying you know um me having one more child is not you know having a child one child or not having any child I think there's enough of us to where the numbers can get reduced, but I don't think that's really our fight. I think like if Mother Nature really wants us to have more black people, then let that be handled among the people who are wanting to procreate. Let that be happen like if, 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 you know... For me, not wanting to have sex and or have children at this point, um, there's going to be other women who want to have two, three, four, and five, and six, and 11 children, you know, with the with whoever it is that they choose. So those are just my thoughts. That's kind of where I stand, stand on some things. Um it's been very interesting for me to, to listen to different content creators and be able to come to my own conclusions and make up my own, you know, viewpoints on things. But I think that that's important moving forward. You know, um, I think I had recorded this on a previous podcast. I did one last night and then I... I decided to re-record and do a shorter one. But one of the fascinating things I've learned, and then I'll I'll get off of here, was um I was listening to um Bahati Life. And um one of the things she said about Aquarius is Aquarius is about forward thinking in terms of um in the future. How do how do things that we do now affect us in the future? And so with us being in the age of Aquarius. Not only is it about individualism, um, individualistic, you know, no more cutting and pasting what other people think, no more 
groupthink, no more collective, like you have to have your own ideas and be creative and unique, but also um, exploring what this means in the future and in the long run, I think is, is so interesting. I think that the conversations we're having right now are allowing us to think about the choices we're making, how it's going to affect us in the long run. So, um, yeah, now I need to kind of figure out what I'm going to title this, but those are my thoughts, right? Um, just dealing with some of the nuances, you know, am I projecting my failed relationships onto other black women? Um, I think I'm kind of safe. I'm going to give myself some grace because I consider my content to be me, you know, musings of a divine feminine, like sharing my journey, my process, my thought process. And I've made sure to say that I'm not every, um, I am an archetype, but I'm not, I don't feel like I represent the collective, although I share a lot of things in common with, um, other black women. Um, I, I think that obviously from what you can hear, I have my own perspectives and I pick and choose from, you know, what I agree with and what I don't agree with. Um, but I'm going to pay attention to that, right? I think even when I do my podcast where I do, uh, there was one point where I was doing readings for like um, love, romance, if you wanted, you know, to still have some significant other. I think even when I've done last month, you know, I always give the, the disclaimer, I know that some of you may meet someone and you might want to engage in a healthy relationship with them. I'm aware of that. It's not for me, but it, it means, you know, I'll give my insight the best I can or my thoughts on what I would do. But um, I understand that not all of us are, that listen to me are going to be wanting to take the single route for the rest of their life or for the next couple of years. Right. Um, but still, I still engage with the with the information. And and, and again, I think it's interesting, too, because I um, I I do like to see happy couples. Right. And I love lovey dovey stuff, really cute stuff. I've been seeing some really cute couples around different places that I go and just things that make you want to say like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. That is so sweet. But I mean, do I want to go through all the other drama and everything that goes with that to, to you know, be walking down the street holding someone's hands or have the little kisses before you go into like, the, when I go to the spa, there is a, um, the men's and the women's section. And so I was walking behind a couple. And so right before they went in, they had to give each other a little kiss, like nothing obscene or gross, just a little peck. You know, and then they both went their separate ways. You know, he went, she went to go wash down and he went to go and then they'll meet back up when they come out. I thought that was so cute. It's just little things like that that are just so sweet um, in terms of PDA. I know not all, everybody's into PDAs, but I as a whole actually don't have a problem with um, happy relationships. I know that there's few. I know my parents are in a happy relationship. Um but and and you know I, I will take it with a grain of salt when I was listening to that that content creator it's like well there could be something wrong with you yeah I, my picker's not my picker doesn't work right like you know how you have your radar like for like gay radar or type of thing my picker the way I choose it hasn't been that the best right it hasn't I, I can admit that and so um 
but at the same time, I don't think I should be bashed for choosing to be single, especially if I'm happy. You know, and I don't think that I should have to face the pressure of like, oh, well, now you're contributing to genocide rates, you know, because you don't want to have sex with people, not have children with people, not have sex with people, you know. Um, and again, I to me, it's twofold. I'm not that sexually driven. And then so don't get me wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't have to elaborate on that, but I'm not I'm not the type of of person that has to get my kinks off and then I'm just inviting that energy but then the other thing too is I'm looking at it in terms of do I want to invite that type of uncertainty and that level of stress for a couple of minutes of quote-unquote pleasure I just it doesn't it's not that serious to me and so but that with that being said with that being said um, I want to make sure I'm not necessarily coming across where I'm bashing people who have the sexual needs. I think that you have the conversations where you're trying to navigate what that means moving forward, right? I see the conversations happening. Um, I think right now as I'm um, getting ready to look at another video, somebody was saying like, well, you know, um, I don't want to misquote which video I saw it on. Is it still on here? But I think it was like based on the title, I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not, because like I said, I'm not out here in these streets dating or anything or trying to attract anyone. But um, it was one of those things It's kind of like, well, you know, if you're going to have sex with someone, it's OK if they're um, attractive. You don't have to want anything else from that. Kudos to you. Shout out to you if you can do that. Um, <laughs> right. Um and just having conversations about how to I know the word vet has been going around a lot. I have mixed feelings about that word. Um and what it means. I think that there's important conversations surrounding that. Um my, if I were to say, I would say my vetting skills are terrible. <laughs> I have the history to show it. I've talked about it. My my vetting skills are terrible. I don't know that at this stage of my life, I want to take all of these courses and do all of the learning that it would take to vet people. You know, um... Me personally, but like I said, and then I think I'm going to get off here because I, I, I'm a little bit getting bored with the conversation now. But I, I've even mentioned like resources. If you wanted a date, you could talk, listen to Mina from Universe Guru or Million Dollar Babes. And she talks about um, vetting, not necessarily vetting, but in terms of um, rotational dating and how that's beneficial. And that's how that that rotational dating is more so for if you want a husband and I think I wanted to address it too I, I, oh yeah I think I did talk about it like how I see like just women in general we have this uh, culture or idea that serial dating it's like you always have to be in a relationship you always have to be with someone and I talked about how that happens with Kim Kardashian and so there's a difference between you know dating with the purpose with with intent for marriage um i've talked about how i i i 
think that marriage in the black community means something completely different than what it meant for the elites and their white people. In my opinion, marriage has to do with like assets, um, generational wealth, right? Passing on of a name. You know, this is like where you have the name like um, um, like Carnegie, right? And it, it's it's about longevity and legacy. And I think that, you know, I've mentioned before with Upton Sinclair, one of the psychologists, he talks about the, the dynamics of the poor man's daughter. We don't have anybody checking to make sure that, you know, um, we're passing on legacy or, you know, heritage or generational wealth or for assets. And we introduce this idea of, of marrying for love. Yeah, it would be awesome to marry someone who has morals and values and but um we introduced this whole thing of well now we marry for love and now you're proving yourself to to this person who's not even there's no tangible benefits to it so i don't know that's it that's all that i have for now we will you know um, check back with me, maybe I, I would say an interesting time to check back in with me would be like even in six months going into January, I think a lot of us are going through value judgments for the next six months, right? And with that being said, it allows me to be a little bit more patient with other people and myself. Um, I just sit at other people's feet, I think is what I'll be doing for the rest of this, this duration of time, sitting at other people's feet and listening to them, you know, and I think that what has been proven is, you know, when the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I've just been sitting at other content creators feet, listening, analyzing what they're saying, um, taking what applies and letting the rest fly, um, and developing my own um, opinions on things, right? And but then that allows me to um, afford other people to have their own beliefs. I think what's going to be critical and important too is kind of figuring out. Okay, you have your beliefs. You have I have mine. Um, where we're going to go on separate paths, and where I'm not going to be co continuing to engage in dialogue or consuming their content, is if I see that their perspectives um, are setting us backwards or are low vibrational, right? So there are some people where we can disagree, you know, like with the person I, I came across last night. I don't necessarily agree with everything that she said. I mentioned a couple other content creators yesterday that I don't necessarily agree with everything they said, but it's thought provoking and um, it contributes to the advancement and movement of black women as a whole. And we can grow out of it. But if there are some women like that are just um, low vibrational and or condoning degenerate behavior, then I don't identify with those and I just detach from those. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Um, this is not necessarily a time to feel like you have all the answers you know, um, great time to assess where you stand on certain things. And you still have until December, January to kind of solidify what it is you want before the energy goes direct and, and we move forward. But you kind of have a opportunity to kind of like a performance review, right? Evaluate 
where you stand on certain things. So it has been my pleasure recording this. It really has. Um, it really helps to get it off my chest too. I've been wanting to talk about some of these topics for a while. Um, but I can see where I, you know, it helped to hold off a little bit because um, listening to at least three different different content creators, it helped me to really understand where I stand on some things and why. So until the next podcast, bye.